It is so good to see each of you, and I hope you're having a great week. It's been busy around here. Uh, Friday, we had uh, UES, that's the elementary school uh, next door. They had their kindergarten graduation here in our sanctuary, and uh, uh, there were about 80 kindergartners up here. And let me tell you, they were very well behaved. And uh, even though their teachers were right next to him, you know, but uh, uh, this place was filled and I am excited that our church can offer that to our schools and support them and be there for them. It was a blessing uh, for them to be here. And then yesterday we had the memorial service uh, for Miss Debbie White's sister, um, Michelle Bryant, Renee Bryant, and uh, we had that service here yesterday. This morning in our 8.30 service, we had another, uh, we had a great service, but uh, we baptized two uh, in the first service, Cody West and his wife, Casey. Uh, they had made decisions during vacation, uh, vacation Bible judgment house, and uh, they had accepted Christ already, but had never been baptized. And so uh, they were baptized as husband and wife together uh, this morning. Um, which was a great thing, and I'm still a little wet around the edges, but uh, I'll try. But it is so good to see each of you. Um, This morning, my sermon is a little different. I don't know if I've ever preached a sermon entirely on this subject. Um, And and I've really, I've had several people ask me what I was preaching on, and I kind of kept it quiet, because I didn't know how it would be accepted. Um, But... uh, some of y'all have read, uh, what is his name? Uh, can you read my mind? Um, what is that guy's name? Swindle. What's his name? Charles Chuck? Swindle. Yes, okay. You've read some of his books? All right. He has one, basically, that's dealing with strengthening your grip. And he lists different things to strengthen your grip on certain things. And so this morning, I told Daryl this sermon was for him. But this morning, strengthen your grip on aging. We're going to talk about getting old, Daryl. Now, we find that aging not only happens, we are finding that it happens very fast, right? Now, Daryl, when Glenda brings you into those gift shops when y'all are traveling through Kentucky, and you've already been through four, and there's another one she wants to stop at, and these are signs that they have up, you know, you know, uh, children welcome, parents can stay home, you know, things like that, you know, that signs. Well, here's one that, that one man found. He said, when you get too old for pimples, you go right into wrinkles. But I also have some, other, some comical things. You know you're getting old when most of your dreams are reruns. The airline attendant offers you coffee, tea, or milk of magnesia. Or you sit down in a rocking chair and you can't get it started. You'll get that one later. Uh, your mind makes commitments. Your body can't keep. That little gray lady you help across the street is your wife. Everything hurts, and what doesn't hurt doesn't work. You sink your teeth into a juicy steak, and they stay there. 
You know, we can all relate with those funny things, but, you know, in life, growing older, you know, seems to be a grim reality, and at times very scary, and at times it's like, well, I guess this is what we do. But, you know, in life, we today, as we get older, and every one of us here, in one time or other, will get older. I know some of you, like Miss Glenda, doesn't have birthdays anymore. She had this church secretary take her name off the birthday list uh, so we wouldn't sing. Um, call her out. That's right. Isn't that what? Pre- no. Uh, but you know, today, a lot of times our attitudes even about getting old, uh, we have a lot of different thoughts about that. And You know, I don't know if you've ever had a loved one stay with you in their final years. Maybe it was your mom. Maybe it was your dad. And you thought, well, you know, all the family will be here. We'll be able to help them. We'll be able to listen. But a lot of times you found out that they didn't want to talk to you. They didn't want to talk. They were either, you know, just kind of wanted to stay to themselves And what we find today is some of the attitudes we have developed about old age has moved us in a direction that I believe is away from God's Word. Because I believe it is correct to say that some of these attitudes that we have about old age falls basically with our sin nature. In other words, when we grew up or as we grow, we know that Adam's sin, those sins carry us, and they're in us unless we ask our Lord to forgive us. But a lot of times, we adapt certain attitudes. And I want you to think about these attitudes. And are they, well, are, are they the attitudes God, God wants us to have? Like one of the attitudes that we develop as we advance in age is we have this attitude, well, I'm useless. I hear people say, Preacher, I'm just useless. I'm over the hill. I'm in the way. I really don't have much to contribute anymore. My pies don't come out just right anymore. You know, we think we are useless. Well, let me tell you something. That's not from God. That is not from God. God does not want us to fall in to what this world has laid as attitudes that are acceptable. Well, I'm just useless. As you read through the Bible, isn't it amazing? We were talking, Dan. I want to make sure the teacher knows what he's saying. How old was Abraham when him and his wife, Sarah, had their first child? 190. Okay? Now, I know some of you are going, Lord, please don't do that, but... But at the same token, a lot of times we are allowing earthly attitudes to affect us when God wants us to see some of the wonderful blessings that he has for us. Another attitude that we develop in our earthly way is guilt. We allow guilt to hijack our minds. You know, we, we, we go through things like, well, I blew it. If only I had a second chance. I 
I would rear my family different. I would handle my money different. You know, all these things. And we are basically saying, shame on you. And we allow guilt to destroy everything that we enjoyed in our life. Another attitude as we get into age is self-pity. We go into that woe is me syndrome. Woe is me. Nobody cares. So why should I? You know, if I die, if I live, that self-pity just spans and it begins that blame game or the bitterness. You know, there was a prophet of God named Elijah. You remember him? I just remember what all God did with Elijah, but you know that even as God showed himself to Elijah in a time when there was the prophets of Baal and all these things going on, there was a time where Elijah had seen God's mighty hand at work, but then there was a time where basically Elijah went and hid under a juniper tree and basically said, it's enough, Lord, just take my life, I'm done. He was allowing himself to have his own little self-pity party. And God was saying, Elijah, I'm not done with you yet. But sometimes we do that. Another, little ad- another attitude that we allow to affect us when our age affects us is fear. The feeling of fear is one of the most common, one of the most common thoughts that gets into our system and just paralyzes us. Look at our world today. What about the inflation that we're experiencing? Is that enough? Fear, the economical fear, the fear of losing one's health, fear of losing one's mate, fear of losing one's mind. And if I keep going, I'm going to have you all depressed. But fear, what does fear do in your life? What does fear do in my life? It what? Cripples? We just want to be like the bird, put his head in the sand and stay there. But is that life? That's not life. But we see that if we're not careful, the fear that we are experiencing manipulates us. And you know, these attitudes, and I just mentioned a few, I believe that those did not come from God. I believe that as we read through the Old Testament and the New Testament, God does not prompt these feelings like we do. God wants us to look to him. He wants us to see the blessings. He wants us to see that, yes, getting old has its challenges. But look at how many people God used in their old age. Now, I want you to turn to Psalms chapter 90. Psalms chapter 90. In Psalms chapter 90, we've got a psalm written by Moses. And when Moses wrote this, he was not a young man. And it was dealing with principles. By this, we figure that Moses was 80 years old when he wrote this. And he's reminding us something about our God. And we need to remember that today for us. God is ageless. God is ageless. Okay? Look at this. Psalms 90, and if you've never read this psalm, let me tell you, it, it, it's, it's just wonderful. It says, Lord, you have been our refuge in every generation. Before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and the world from eternity to eternity, you 
our God. <laughs> we could just stay right here for, for a while, couldn't we? But look at verse 3. You return mankind to the dust, saying, return, descendants of Adam. For in your sight, a thousand years are like yesterday that passed by, like a few hours of the night, the end of their lives. They slept. They are like grass. They, and they are like grass that grows in the morning. And in the morning it sprouts and grows. By evening it withers and dries up. Look at verse 7. For we are consumed by your anger. We are terrified by your wrath. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. For all our days ebb away under, the, under your wrath. We, we end our years like a sigh. Our lives last 70 years, or if we're strong, 80 years. Even the best of them are struggles and sorrows. Indeed, they pass quickly and we fly away. Who understands the power of your anger? Your wrath matches the fear that is due you. But look at verse 12. Teach us to number our days carefully, so that we may develop wisdom in our heart. One of the principles Moses is sharing with us here, you know, a lot of times I know as we get up in age, we start thinking, well, what about this? And what about that? And what about two years? And what about that? You know, and Moses brings us back. He said, focus on today. Number your days. Look at today. Look what the Lord has given you today. You know, one of the things I told you about the, the kindergarten kids here um, uh, on Friday for their kindergarten graduation, and to, to see these kids. And one of the things I like is when the kids share what they want to do when they get big, when they get older. You know, and, and we've heard them before. Some want to be ballerinas. Some want to be doctors. Some want to be an employee at Dollar General. One wanted to be a worker at McDonald's. One wanted to be a fireman. You know, there was all different ones. But, you know, I think about these kids and getting an education. There, there are so many possibilities in our world today. Even though, even though our world seems to be complex, and even though they're young, they always announce, the principal does after the end of graduation, what year th this group here that was up here Friday will graduate from high school. I forgot what she said, 2030-something, I don't know. You know, and uh, I always add up real quick, well, you think I'm going to be around then? But, uh, uh, but I, you know, I think about our church. I think about our community. I, I think of the people that we have Let's focus on each day. See what we have. See the blessings that we have. The working with children. Children, I mean, let me tell you, most of them, they'll, they'll tell you things. If you want to hear it or not, right, Ms. Glenn? They'll tell you. They'll tell you things. And, you know, we have responsibilities, and we also have the, 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 the way of sharing with them some of the greatest things that we need to share with them, just like the grass grows and have those opportunities. You see, we need to view life by each day, not years. And what did the psalmist say? So that we may develop wisdom in our heart. 
That is the wisdom. You know, even though yesterday was a sad day in the sense of having a memorial service, and then I know there was another memorial service last night at West Glades, you know, those are sad times, but just think of those individuals that have passed away, right? The memories that you have, the, the, those moments that you remember and the times you laughed together and the times you cried together. And, you know, those are cherished moments that we are able to, to continue, you know, life, the beauty of life and sometimes just realizing what we have in that moment. Last night, I kept the two grandkids so Kathy could go to the other funeral, and, and uh, I was serving the kids supper, and, you know, Owen, sometimes he said, Grandpa, what, what, do you, what would you say that is? And I basically said, it's your supper, eat it. <laughs> and then he said, well, my mama, died. I said, your mama said you can eat this. <laughs> you know, kids and their thoughts, but would you trade that? I wouldn't. With your kids and grandkids and taking each day. You see, we should view life by each day. Each day, look what we have. Look what we have with the Lord. And the Lord should accompany, or I'm, I'm sorry, occupy the first place in our life. So that we can develop that heart of wisdom. Another thing I, I like to do, you, a lot of times you'll see me carry around a notebook similar to this, but not this one. And, and a lot of times during the day, I will jot notes down. Things maybe I've heard, maybe things I need to do, or something I've read that, that caught my attention. Because I like to go back, because also my memory fails. You know, you know that age thing right there. And, and, and so sometimes looking at the blessings of the day and remembering them. But... There's another person in the Bible. I want you to take your Bibles and turn over to the book of Joshua, chapter 14. Go over to Joshua, chapter 14. There's a person in the Bible. His name is Caleb. Caleb. We've read about him. We've studied about him. But Caleb, look at the 14th chapter. You know, it, it, you know the Israelites received the portions that the priests Eleazar, Joshua, the son of Nun, you know, give them the description, their inheritance, you know, and, and it lists all of that. But Caleb was one of the young men that was part of the group that went over into the promised land to, to look, at, look at it, to see the inhabitants that were there. And when they came back, you know, at this point, Caleb was probably in his 40s. And he came back, and even though he saw the beauty, he saw these people, he saw the giants, he, he just he said, we need to go there. We need to go and, and take this land. He, he was excited about the possibility. Now, I, I, I don't know if this particularly happened. I don't know if some of the older guys, you know, that were 80s and 90s, said, well, you know, he's, a, he's young, you know, he, he's, a, he's too excitable. You know, uh, we don't need to go over there. Those people could hurt us. You know, but he was in favor of going over. That's what he was like in age 45. And then when he was about 85, Scripture says in that chapter, this is after the Israelites had to spend, what, 40 years in the wilderness? And then the opportunity came to go back, and Caleb was still there. He was there, and he now was 85. 
And he still, nothing had changed in his mind. He knew that that's where they needed to go. And, you know, even in Caleb's life, even after that moment, he just continued to be that giant for the Lord and to be there when things needed to be done. He said, Lord, I'm ready. His age didn't dictate to him. He allowed the Lord to use him. And so when he was 85, he said, let's go. Whatever we need to do. You see, our age isn't the problem. It's our traditional age attitudes that we put on us you know we we need to see that a lot of times we put on the fear and the uncertainty and what if and this and that but we forget about God we forget about you are his servants and you know I know someone said preacher I'm going to find this you know, in the Bible, and I said, well, when you do, let me know that I can retire as a Christian when I reach 65. And I said, well, you're never going to find that in the Bible. I mean, Christian. Can a Christian retire being a Christian? Well, you can quit, but that's not going to get you anywhere. I I, I want you to see that that as we advance in age, I believe that every day is a gift from God. And we should live that with enthusiasm. Oh, yeah, some days, you know, it's harder than others. But haven't we been blessed? Do y'all know what mothballs are used for? (laughs) What are mothballs used for, Fidel? (laughs) You don't want to know. Well, they're used for a lot of different things. You put them in your closet. Why? To keep the bugs out, right? Keep certain bugs. I've seen people put them in their garage, you know. And what's that, Miss Kathy? They keep away snakes, she says. And frogs, okay. Well, that's important, okay. Now, how many of you love the smell of mothballs? Does anybody just wake up, boy, I want to smell mothballs today. Preston, you wake up wanting to smell that? Okay. You know, a lot of times we are in a hurry to put us in the mothball section. But you know what? God's going to take care of us. And, you know, we don't need to rush that. I believe as you read through the Bible that many, 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 many times, God has used people advanced in years to give the wisdom that people needed in that day. You can see this with Caleb. You can see this with so many others. And so what about us? Sometimes, what are we doing? We are allowing the world to say, well, you know, I'm this age. I've got to be, I've got to be retired, and I've got to stop doing things, and, and, I, and I, I can't be a Christian anymore because, you know, I've, I've got to retire from everything. We're allowing the attitudes of this world to move us away from what God wants us to do. And God has blessed us. And the people that continue on for the Lord, it is a great blessing day by day of what the Lord can do. So can he strengthen our grip on aging? Yes, he can. He can strengthen us, as Charles Swindle uh, was saying, 
And that we don't have to just fall into those, those attitudes, but we can allow the Lord to use us and allow the Lord to speak to us and to give the wisdom that we need. I don't know, I'm just, a couple weeks ago I was able to, to visit Miss Laura June, Miss Laura June Wilson. I don't know if you've had the opportunity to see her, and, I, and uh, let me tell you, very, you know, she, <laughs> there's a lot of things she can't do right now, um, and if she's not careful, she's going to fall. Um, but let me tell you, one of the, she said, I'm praying for this one and this one, and she just names off all the ones she's praying for. You know, and, and she wants to know about you. And she said, what about this one? And what about that one? And she's praying and praying and praying. She said, there's not a lot I can do, but at the same time, I pray every day. I pray. And preacher, if there's something you need me to pray about, that's one thing I can do. You let me know I can pray. Isn't that a great attitude? Isn't that a great attitude that we need to remember? What about our attitude? I know from my personal experience, sometimes if I'm not careful, my attitude could stink. You know, but if we put our focus back on God, then our attitude can change. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word. And Lord, I just pray that we would see that even with aging, which every one of us will one day experience. Lord, what's our attitude going to be? Are we going to let the world dictate our attitude? Or are we going to continue doing those things that pleases you? those things that we need to continue to do. And Lord, I just pray that you would show us how we can strengthen our grip on these things, Lord, so that we can be like Moses and Abraham and all these, Lord, that continue to serve you until you took them home. Lord, may we continue to serve you in all of our life, in your son's name.